people up north, most times they are always light-skinned. And I used to wonder, when people talk about Africa and then paint Africa with one brush and say black African, how does the average Tunisian, how does the, in this case now, how does the average Algerian feel? Going into this interview with Omar from Algeria, this was one of the biggest questions I wanted answer to. What do you think the answer is? Listen to this episode to find out. Let's get into it. Hello, my name is Dayo Moyo and I'm speaking to you from Lagos, Nigeria. Good evening. Oh, good evening from Lagos. <laughs> what's your name? Where are you speaking to me from and what's your best country? Hello. So, uh, uh, yeah, my name is Omar El Mori. Uh, I'm speaking from Montreal, Canada. So still uh, 3 p.m. Uh, right now. So still a uh, good afternoon. Pretty good one. And uh, originally I'm from Algeria. So I was born there and raised there. And, and I established now for the last uh, last years in, in North America. Uh, well, I lived most of my life uh, in Algeria, except one year I, that I spent in Libya in 2010, I think, right before uh, everything started collapsing and the war and all that. Right. Now tell me, what was it like um, growing up in Algeria, like an Algerian growing up in Algeria? Uh, yeah, well, so, so just to put things in perspective, maybe not everybody would know what, what's, what was happening in Algeria in the, in the, in the 90s mostly. Uh, because in the 70s, Algeria was more shifted into, uh, even early 80s, it was more shifted into socialism, close to communism, even that we pretend that to be neutral, but we were like, uh, like hardcore socialists. And then things start going like south for Algeria, and then in then early or, or late 80s. So we started trying to, to go more into the open market and, and trying to say, see things differently. When I started going to school, that was almost the same period when there were a lot of political uh, challenges where um, because of the instability of the country, uh, economically mostly, so we start seeing uh, Islamic movement in terms of politics, uh, some kind of radical, some are in the middle somewhere. So people start believing that, uh, well, we need to go back to the root, the Islamic religious wound, the, the, the majority of the population. And then like people in power didn't want to settle and they didn't want to uh, quit. So that started the, uh, some unrest and, and a lot of troubles that escalated in terms of, uh, of even like uh, like killing and, and sometimes even uh, extra judiciary uh, uh, executions and, and the, well so so things things went, were really terrible and because of the lack of information at that time so nobody understood what's going on except people who already are are inside of it the, the good thing is that by the end of the 90s at the time, I, I, I was at uh, middle school and, and I kind of even finished the high school, but by the early uh, 2000. So things start like in terms of security start going better. So at the time, so people started thinking more of like financially getting better and start working, start people who, who wanted to go into business. They, they, they start to, 
to see things differently. So that 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 was the same time where where I got my um, uh, my uh, high school uh, diploma. So I started university in two thousand one, I think. So that's uh, that, that was uh, kind of the, the the steps that I passed through my my childhood in Algeria. Well, I'm happy that things are, are getting better, and we can just hope for a better country and a better continent. Now, you talked about education, and um, I'd like to know what's the educational system like in Algeria. Um, was it like in terms of the number of years and the system, an average Algerian we go through? Um, to become, let's say, from the basic to tertiary institution? I don't know exactly now. I think things changed a little bit. I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's still, e- even today, so, so the political leaders are, are kind of, uh, don't want to look more than, than France. So they copy the system what's working in France, and they applied it poorly, and then they think that it, that's the case. That, that's what we should do. At the time, it was six years of, of uh, primary school. Now I think it's five. Uh, and then uh, middle school, it was three years. Now it's five. Uh, it's four. So it's kind of ended end up with nine years, uh, the same, uh, same thing. And then three years of high school, and then you go to university. So uh, I think it's almost the same in North African countries, in Tunisia and Morocco. We are trying to follow the French model like step by step, even if they are going down <laughs> downhill, we, we follow them. Right. So does that mean that Algeria is a French-speaking country? Uh, yeah, you will. Even education is is in Arabic, uh, at least um, at least um, until the university. Uh, university when you study like technical matters and technology on biology or something like that. That's in French. Uh, but uh, but education is in Arabic. But by default, like people mix like in day to day or the usual familiar language is, is full of French. And the more you go to the cities, like in in Algiers, for example, in the capital city, it's more French speaking. But it depends on the culture because in Algeria there is a lot of regions where 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 they 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 see things completely in a different different way. If you go into the South, for example, there is more com- conservatism where there is less, less French uh, present. So for, for someone seen from abroad, if you go to the big cities, French probably is not going to be a problem speaking there. Uh, now probably a little bit more of English, but well, s- still, still quite rare to find people speak English, but mostly French. But the further you go out from the city, uh, it's practically Arabic. Can you talk about, I know that Algeria is a, like an old country, I mean, Asians, considering the countries in Africa. Was Algeria colonized by any big power? And um, if yes, when was this and um, what country was it? Yeah, it was colonized by France. Colonization started in 1830 until 1962. Probably the longest period uh, that ever co- country colonized an African or at least North African country. Because in Tunisia and Morocco, which are almost the similar situation as we are, they weren't colonized the same way. It was kind of just uh, what we call protectorate or something. 
they they didn't change anything in the in the system in the political system. However, in Algeria, it was like the French considered like like a really a part of France. So this way, what makes it different? So they tried by by all means to to erase it, erase everything, and keep it like named France. That's about it. So that's that's what makes it a little bit different than than Morocco and Tunisia mostly. So when do you guys celebrate your Independence Day? July fifth, one day after the United States. However, this is probably not known by too many Algerians. Because there were kind of a coup in the day of independence, all the month of independence. So this is why people would say, like people who understand the, or learn the, 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 the history, uh, the independence should be, should be the 3rd July or 4th, not the 5th. But still, that's a debate probably for another time because officially it's the 5th. Right. But now I'm curious um, how you learn to speak english because your english is very very good like if i never knew that algeria was a french-speaking country as you said i would have thought it was an english-speaking country so talk to me about how you learn to speak english yeah first probably never never assume or generalize based on one exception because i'm probably an exception Uh, uh, one of the, the things is that i i learned english in school I, will, I wasn't speaking it so well. I mean, uh, however, the difference maybe between the, the average Algerian is that I started working with an international company. So English was needed a little bit. Uh, that's one, uh, one thing. At the same time, like, I, 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 I tried alone to, to read or listen to everything in English. So I tried to... Immerse myself in, into more English uh, English environment than than French, so that helped as well. And uh, obviously, when I moved to Canada, even even I'm living in Montreal, which is kind of a mixed French English, and mostly by default is French. Uh, but uh, a lot of companies that I work with are uh, sometimes having customers in the U.S. or the west of Western Canada, which is uh, English speaking. Uh, or sometimes it's what we call federal companies, which is uh, national Canadian national companies where where you have to speak French and English, and uh, it's kind of a nice mix. Sometimes within uh, within a meeting, you you speak both languages at the same time, so that kind of helped me kind of getting more involved into or immersed into the English uh, English speaking environment. Right. Uh, now I'm hoping to do a different interview with you concerning like 100% about yourself because I, I have a feeling and an urge that is going to be a very interesting discussion. But let's talk Algeria as we've been talking Algeria. The question, I think I read somewhere that Algeria is the biggest country in Africa by landmass. Now to have an idea of how big is Algeria? As an Algerian, do you have a kind of inclination of how big Algeria is? For example, moving from one part of town to the other part of, of town. When you when you live in the country, you never understand how big it is, and until you move to another country. And uh, to me, it didn't help because I moved to Canada, which is even bigger. 
like uh, maybe four to five times bigger. <laughs> so that didn't help. <laughs> no, Algeria looks like small to me. But right. uh, to give you a small example, uh, when I was working in Algeria, uh, a colleague of mine uh, who is from Lebanon, he moved he moved to Algeria. And then from Algiers, we took the airplane to go to uh, Annaba, which is a city on, in the east. It's maybe 45 maybe up to an hour flight so when he when when the plane landed he kind of had that reflex that his phone is not going to work because he's used to it in lebanon when you take the airplane you're out of the country right so you can imagine like like he traveled for an hour so to, to uh, for, for him it was like yeah i'm out of our journey so th- then then the, his phone started ringing and he was kind of confused, and then he remembered, oh, yeah, yeah, I still in the same country. I know, I, know I get right. it. So that, that's an example. And at the same time, also, like, with the same friend, actually, there were, uh, I think, the, the, the war in Lebanon in 2006, and you were asking them the questions, uh, how far the bombing is from your office, and you'll say, oh, oh, no, no, it's in the south of Beirut. It's, it's far from us, no worry. Say, but how far? You're saying 10 kilometers. And you're surprised. Well, 10 kilometers is, for us, it's not so, it's not far. It's, it's, it's the difference between our office and downtown Algiers. So that, that's surprising. Right. So, so that, that gives you like, like an idea of the, the scale. It depends on the, on the people who, what, what are, you have in mind. But, but, but to me, it's still like, I still don't see it like too big. I understand that the the volume, like most of it, is is in the south where the desert, like people don't have too much interest. Same thing in Canada, like the north, you, no one's gonna go to the north. But uh, uh, but however, if you take the 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 northern northern band where where most of population is concentrated, uh, since a couple of years now, there is a highway where you can from Algiers going to the extreme west which used to take maybe 12 hours. Now it can take you like five, six hours. Right. Now the next question that will come up is like um, going through town aside the obvious um, use of the airplane and, and the rest, but going within town and moving from one city or the other was the major means of transportation. And as a follow-up to that question would be that I understand that in various countries in Africa, Buses have a unique name. Um, in Algeria, do you have a unique name you call um, the buses that move goods and people from one part of town to the other? Mm, I don't think there is. Right. But now, now, starting maybe three, four years ago, we start having uh, services similar like, like Uber. It's kind of a similar way, but you pay with cash. You don't use credit card ride sharing where when i go there in nigeria for, for for a week i don't need a car so i just use the bus service and it's it's perfect right now in my mind eyes omar um when i think about algeria and i think about how the city would be laid out i have a kind of imagination that is going to probably have this um richness of history and um, for lack of a better word, 
ancient feel because in, and i'm talking now in terms of architecture houses and the rest because in my mind i i believe algeria egypt and what other country probably those two countries are one of the old probably morocco too they are one of the oldest countries in terms of civilization and all in africa is this correct do we have like walking through the street of algiers do we have this richness of um history really is mm. that what it is uh it, it, it's not exactly like egypt I, i think for one reason because egypt you will think about uh, the pyramids and what's surrounding them that's the first thing that comes to mind and obviously there is a lot of other things but that's the first thing that comes to mind and it's dominating If you go to Algeria, it's completely different based on the region. I'll give you an example. If you go to, to the west, uh, close to Morocco, you will find Oran, uh, where you will find even people speak language with few Spanish words. And there is Spanish architecture, some French. So that's a mix. Uh, in the west, uh, at the same time, there is Tlemcen, which is is closer to Morocco, where you will feel that it's completely different than, than Oran. And then I was saying, like, if you go to Algiers, you find a little bit of uh, Arabic, sometimes Turkish, sometimes uh, uh, French architecture. So, so it really depends on the region uh, and depends on the cities, uh, but it's rich in history. Uh, so, so if you go to Algiers, probably... Even if you are looking for history, you need to know where to look for. It's right. not like, like in Morocco, because, because in Morocco, I think the political system did it change for, for centuries. So they saw that kind of continuity that you will find everywhere. It's not the case in Algeria. So that's, that's the, the, the idea. Right. Now, another thing I would like to have an idea about is that there is this also kind of belief Uh, for us down south, um, probably west and east, that when you go up in terms of Morocco, Egypt, probably some part of the east, so I'm talking about Somalia, Somaliland, that um, it's kind of arid in terms of the weather and um, because of the Sahara Desert. So it brings me to that question, like how dry is, is Algeria? Do you guys usually have constant rainfall? And if no, what are some of the things that are kind of peculiar because of, of um, that reality? Yeah, the, uh, this year is uh, probably a little bit, uh, little bit uh, different because it's so dry. But usually it's not the case. In, in the north, there is places where there is uh, rain, there is snow, and it's cold. Uh, in the winter and well hot in the summer uh, but in terms of like i'm talking north like the band like if you take 100 or, or or 200 kilometers north so you find everything like you find the uh, mountains and and, uh, and valleys where there is a lot of ag agriculture where uh, so so uh, obviously there is there is water and there is even snow so so it's kind of kind of a contrast if you compare it to the south where where it can go like uh, up to 60 degrees in the summer, which is really hot. Like literally it's desert anyway. 
Right. Now, the next question I would like to ask, which is like, before we go real into um, some of the some of the points I've noted here, but something that also I've always kind of I found fascinating is that people up north, most times they are always light skinned. And I used to wonder when people talk about Africa and then paint Africa with one brush and say black African. How does the average Tunisian, how does the, in this case now, how does the average Algerian feel, especially whether within or when you move outside of the, of the continent? Is there any feelings like, oh, we are not all black in, in Africa? Or I'm just curious, how do you feel by, by, by that whole thing and um, concept? Yeah, it's weird because people sometimes don't consider us forget that we are uh, we are africans and because the thing is that we we don't we don't look like all africans at the same time we don't look like every arabs right so that's a weird combination because it's well we have we have some some culture of middle eastern we have a little bit like with the language the the, the religion and the, we have some kind of uh, impact from there and we, we share as well the Mediterranean culture where we, we feel sometimes in, in some traditions closer to, to Italy than, than to the South Africa, for example. It depends on, on the, 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 the situations. And, and sometimes closer to Africans, maybe, maybe in terms of, uh, in terms of a terrible, <laughs> terrible economy or something. Right. But I mean, I mean that's, that's where, where it's kind of a mix. And, and even when I studied in Algeria, Oh, there were like people saying, "Oh, those are Africans," but yeah, you're African as well. Like we are all Africans, but right. but kind of that creates some, some some difference. I mean, I mean that's obviously not cool because sometimes it it carried some some racism or race connotations or something like that, which is like obviously not not the way that we 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 want to be going. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that that's a reality. Right. So what do you think, like the average um, Algerian, which like you are one in many Algerians, um, do you consider yourself, I know um, Algeria is in Africa, definitely, but do you consider yourself more Arab in terms of connection than more African? Have you ever thought of it? Or is it just me <laughs> just trying to, um, just yeah. my imagination here? Yeah. Okay, pr- probably the average is, is the bad way to do it because there is no average person. It depends on the regions. Yeah. Uh, if you go to some regions where, well, I, I, I grown up in a city, South Algiers, uh, about hundred kilometers where, where it was known for during the, the, the Turkish, the Turkish uh, ruling in, of North of Northern Algeria, there is a lot of Turkish there. So, so there is always the closeness to Turkey, where you'll find a lot of Turkish words, um, uh, some traditions. So uh, there is some, some closeness. Obviously, it, it's, you feel it closer than, than somebody from Mali, which is on the south of, of, of Algeria, because, because the desert kind of creates some barrier into this. There isn't too much commerce going back and forth in in northern Algeria and southern Mali or Niger or Nigeria for example so we, we don't have too much uh, 
things going on because of the desert that kind of building building an obstacle between us so uh, so this is why uh, uh, we kind of find ourselves in in kind of a middle of middle east and the, the the mediterranean and africa so so it's a mix that you will feel everyone try to interpret it in a different way if i if i take something that algerians would identify with maybe with a higher percentage is in terms of religion so because most of algerians i believe that they are muslims but some of them we consider them arabs some others will say but yeah but we're not arabs anyway but still like we are muslims like you try to try to keep what's what's uh, what, what they can keep and and don't identify with what what with uh, with what's not uh, working with them but uh, uh, i think there isn't a consistency in, in that term right that kind of makes sense to me now um normally i would always pronounce the capital of Algeria's Algiers. But since the beginning of this interview, I've um, kind of noted that it's like you're pronouncing it as Algiers. So I would like to know the correct pronunciation. And as a follow-up to that question, aside yeah. Algiers, I don't know, did I just say Algiers again? What are the popular cities, other popular cities yeah. in the country that I'll one give you a, I'll give you a better version, which is the original one. Right? right, it's neither Algiers or in 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 French they call it Algiers, so it's neither this nor that. It's Jazeera, which actually means islands, because downtown the city, in the past there were small small islands connected to the to the to the to the shore. And then after a while, uh, the Turkish uh, uh, helped, helped kind of to, to chase the Spanish who were occupying the islands. And then they connected those small islands to the shore, which is now, if you look into the map, you don't see any islands. So it was connected to the shore. And then it was started from there because there were a couple of small islands, like, like too close to the shore, but it, it started from there. So, so Jazeera means means islands. So that's where where it all started. Oh, really? Now, what are other um, cities, popular cities in the country that we need to know about? Uh, in terms of population, there is Wahran, which is on the west, closer to Morocco, and there is. In, I think the third in terms of population is uh, Staif. Uh, it's in the mid-west, uh, mid-east. It's closer to Tunisia. So those are the three uh, biggest cities in terms of population. Uh, obviously, in terms of importance, there is uh, Adnaba as well, which is closer to the Tunisian border. There is Qasantina, uh, which is in, the, in, in that same region. So those historically were like Qasantina was a very big city. Uh, because of the the, the, the nature there, it's, it, it was built on top of a rock. Wow. So this is what made it a little bit difficult for French to colonize it. It took them maybe 30 years to, to be able to, to crack that. All right. Now let's talk about tribe and ethnic group. Um, how is the tribe composition like in Algeria? 
Uh, well, so it goes back historically. You find you find the Berber who are located mostly in the north mountains. There is Tuareg who are in the south. There is uh, the Muzabit who are in kind of the middle, of the, the the gateway on the south. Those are kind of easily identifiable. But after that, Islam get to Algeria through the Arabs. So Arabs came in where it was kind of transparent way. They, they kind of integrated. Now, it, it, it's really hard to, to make difference uh, because after that, like the Muslims went to, to Morocco and then they went to Spain and then in the 15th center or, or, or 40th center or something like that um spain like kind of kind of uh get, get uh, started to get back the, the spain and then they they sent most of the muslim they escaped to north africa which means that now spanish who are who are muslim now escaping spain and come to establish back in algeria wow. so that created a different different vague of people and Spanish, when they are coming, at the time the Ottoman Empire was in power. So they were helping them to come back from Spain to North Africa, which means that at the same time, some Turkish established in North Africa, like Algeria mostly. So you would find like Turkish, Spanish, you find like Arabs, you find Berber. So that's, that's to make it in a simple way. Probably there is even more than that. So, but to, to make it simply like, like uh, those are now which sometimes you can even identify the family names where they belong, but it's, it's hard to establish the connection. We don't know exactly the connection because there isn't a, a separation like, like a tribe where, where there is a kind of a close relationship. You will find like people now with 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 the Turkish name, but because one of their ancestors were were different, were Arab or were Berber or something, so it's complete mix. So it's hard to 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 find now who is who. Wow, that's interesting. Um, and then it will now bring me to my next question automatically. And then that question would be like, what's marriage custom like in Algeria? Now, in two, two ways, the first way is that, does that mean that when marriage comes, there is no kind of, like the custom is almost the same across board since there is no like outright distinction in tribes? And then secondly would be that if, for example, I want to marry um, an Algerian, what should I expect in terms of the rights and custom um, marriage-wise? There is no unique way to, to, to see this. Uh, you travel 50 kilometers and you find everything is different. So it's wow. completely different. And, uh, and you, will, you will see this in bigger cities because, because there, is, there is people who are from different cities establishing on bigger city, like in, in, in the capital, in Algiers, for example, so you find neighbors, but have completely different traditions. Wow. Uh, sometimes they keep those traditions. Sometimes they adapt them. Sometimes they just ignore them. So, so there isn't any 
unified way to see this. And uh, well, maybe for your case, you're saying like someone who is maybe foreign for, for, from, from the Algerian culture, but at the same time, if someone from the South and married with some, some girl in the North, then the same issues were raised in terms of traditions because our, they are completely different. Those kind of relationships exist. However, you just need to, to kind of be open-minded and, and try to cr- kind of create a mix traditions on your own. So that's, that's the thing. Right. Now let's talk food. Um, what are the traditional food peculiar to Algeria? Uh, in fact, there is a lot of kinds. Sometimes the same name is used for different dishes in different regions. So I, 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 I honestly I, I never know which which is which which is for, for sometimes because of, of of the same name used for a couple different dishes which is which are completely different. However, the the by far the default one that nobody would would argue against it is couscous. It's all the same. It's not Algeria. It's Algeria, Libya. Tunisia and Morocco. So, so with different tastes, different, different way to prepare it, but they, all, all of us would do it. Like that's by default and, and no one would argue against it. Right. But does sea has a very big tradition in the country? Uh, you're talking about the sea? No, I said tea, 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 tea that we drink. Oh, tea. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tea it is. It's not like Morocco. I think, I think, I'm not sure, but I think Morocco has one kind of tea they drink, like uh, big quantities with a with lot of mint. Uh, in Algeria, there is two kinds. I think in the South, you'll find like two different kinds. There is, there is the, the, the West and the East, they, they prepare it differently. Uh, but in the North, you will find more coffee, like more coffee drinkers, like Tea is occasional, but but most of it, I think, I think most of people are drinking drinking coffee. Right. Um, now, second to the last question, or I think the last question before the fire round question I used to ask would be that: What are yeah. some of the tourist attraction that one needs to also visit um, before leaving the country? Um, that's hard one. Well, because. If you go to Algiers, there is some places where uh, the old city, the Kasbah in Algiers, for example, that's one nice place to visit. And there is, um, like, tourists usually would look into two things, like, like special things and safest places. Uh, however, it's this, for, for this reason, people would probably, uh, most of them, especially Europeans, though, would go to the south. Uh, there is, uh, there is in the south, there is a place where, where it's like, uh, kind of in the desert, but doesn't feel like that. It's like, you are kind of in a jungle <laughs> inside in the desert. So that kind of places, uh, there is, uh, Hogar, which is in the south. It's, um, it's the southeast where it's all about the nature, where it's com- like, like rock mountains uh, combined with with uh, with sand that kind of special place to visit right now um i just remember something i took it for granted that the national language 
in the country is Arabic. Am I correct? And then you can also answer what's the currency you guys spend in the country? Yeah, the language, yeah, it, it is. The Arabic is, is the official one. French still like present, but some people try to get rid of it. Some others are really attracted to it and it's a mixed feeling. Uh, about the currency, we use the dinar, the Algerian dinar. Right. Um, the last question I usually ask my guests is, can you say I'm proud to be African in your native dialect? If you say, it, 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 like, I'm proud to be African, if you try to say it in Algeria, you will find two versions. Really? One, one Arabic and one French, and everybody is saying it like he's, he's by default. <laughs> right. So we can say, like, that's Arabic. And je suis fier d'être African, that's French. Right. Kind of in the middle, probably because we don't use this word as much. Yeah. Maybe this is why we don't invent a middle word for it, probably. But <laughs> Right. I get. But it's been a pleasure speaking to you about Algeria, and I've learned so much about the country. I really appreciate, brother. 